Greetings, peak hoppers from around the world. This is Metatron, coming to you live from Angel Radio on this fine Saturday, April the 6th. As I've announced two episodes ago, roughly, Supernatural is coming to an end. Yes, if you don't know what it is, come out from under your rock already. As Supernatural comes to a conclusion, so shall part of my life slash existence. Ouch. In light of this situation, I intend on making a quick slice here and there dedicated to various topics regarding the show. Spoiler-free reviews, top ten characters slash storylines, things of that nature, you know what I mean? Who sucked, who didn't? For today, I'll be doing a mini-review of episode 17 of the 14th season, dubbed Game Night. Now, when I say dubbed... That's as in the Supernatural episode that aired, that the, the, the name of that episode. Not what I'm calling this episode on, Peacop. But, yeah, just, please don't hunt me down, CW. Many of my brothers have fallen already, uh, like a lot, so eh, cut a celestial break, you know? Anyways, let's recap this thing. In this episode, Sam and Dean race to help a friend in need. Meanwhile, Mary, their mother, is concerned for Jack's well-being. While all this is happening, the angel Castiel enlists help from the angel Anael to track down a possible miracle in the making. But first, before we go any further, I'm picking something up off of the sponsored ad frequency on the radio here. Might want to tune into that for a quick second. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Walt, for that riveting ad from the great beyond. Now, on with the show. Episode 17, or Game Night, was one of these episodes that had me a little more tense than usual. It seems that these past three episodes, they've really been bringing their A-game, because I have not been able to readily predict what will happen as of late. Remember, as a Celestial... I have some degree of foresight, so that says something, at least something. I'm not going to give away who the villain of Game Night was, but I will say that I was swept away by the, let's see, this would technically be the sub-villain's performance, and I loved his showdown with Sam. I was slightly taken aback when I found out that the sub-villain was receiving aid, but, in hindsight, it makes sense given the stakes. So that's fine. The thing that isn't fine, that has personally ruffled my feathers, is the simplicity of the subvillain's plan, or more accurately, the execution of it. I mean, if we're being honest, the actual plan being carried out was pretty damn good. He almost succeeded. I mean, the main villain, you obviously gotta give him credit. He's been doing this for thousands of years. So that's fine. The execution is the problem. Because you see, the sub-villain used a blood spell, which is a thing that you would normally do, or sometimes would normally do. And just the fact that it was a blood spell. It wasn't even a very elaborate one. You just throw the 
bloodied thing into a bowl, put yourself in a salt circle, burn it, say some words, that's it. (laughs) Nothing a little bit more elaborate. And the reason why I'm saying this should be more elaborate is because it would be one thing if this is a spell to resurrect a human, a Joshmo human. Or a better example would be back in season 8, we had this vampire, Benny Lafitte, good friend of Dean's. And he was resurrected through similar means. Because um, he, he was originally dead in purgatory. But when Dean got topside, he used a blood spell to sort of revamp vamp, his body. And basically, ha, I'm alive again. And again... This is this is the focus of this argument. This is not a vampire either. The subvillain is out to resurrect a being that is near limitlessly higher up on the cosmic food chain. Note, I'm saying cosmic food chain. And then to top it off, the main villain that's being brought back... He's being brought back from a place almost nobody has access to, except for one being that isn't even the master of the realm in question. Obviously, the master of the realm is the master of the realm, but outside of him, there's one guy, only one guy, that can somewhat swing this, and it is not the sub-villain. So... At least in my opinion, I don't think a blood spell was really the best way to do it. I mean, I get it. It's a show. Bringing this character back is not really central to what the plot is going for, but at least if you're going to try something like this, I'd expect something a little bit more elaborate. I'm beginning to get concerned that One of our beloved protagonists that, at least I know, I've come to revere. Seems to be in danger of falling. Ironically, given his parentage. In his defense, however, I don't really see how precisely what he did in Game Night was such a terrible thing. Because, you see... One of the one of the other protagonists was there to see this potentially falling quote unquote protagonist deal with the subvillain. Seeing this thing go down rattled the other protagonist. However, given what this guy was about to do, and also taking into account the other things he's done this season. This subvillain has it coming. I'm gonna say that. And if he wasn't stopped right here and there, he would have done much worse. Trust me when I say that. However, I mean, on the other side of the argument, I do relent that the potentially quote unquote falling protagonist. Has had some nasty stuff happen to him lately. 
just to give y'all a hint, if you're really sharp with your supernatural lore, season six, that's all I'm going to say, related to that, the things that this guy who's in trouble, the things he's been doing these past few episodes, it's, it's been sending off some red flags, I'm not going to lie. Sounding off some klaxons. But I, however, don't think what happened in Game Night is even the most alarming thing he's done. If we're being honest, this unnamed, potentially falling main character's potential for a violent discourse has been really prevalent since the season finale of the 13th season. I mean... Because this guy travels to an alternate dimension where he basically has to fight a war against angels. And, you know, war can be a especially messy thing. But really, it's the thing that's scary is this guy owns an archangel. He doesn't kill him, but he gets his licks in, and like, really well. It's terrifying. And were it not for the way season 13 ended, I think that we would have seen a different side of this character prior to what we're seeing right now. I say the seeds were already there, if you want to take it that far. But, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird territory, you're gonna get into some philosophy here, I'm not here for that. But to wrap this all up, for the final part of this, I'm gonna be moving outside of the story for a moment. Mostly to compliment the special effects crew out there on Supernatural. There were many ways they could have gone wrong with what happened... I mean, with what they presented to us at the end of game night. We ended up seeing the main villain outside of a vessel in all of his gooey glory. And despite my initial reservations, they actually pulled it off in a way I can say I was satisfied to see. Because you see, the thing is, the main villain... Uh, it's it's really difficult because the way they talk about them on the show, especially with the lore, their true form is very, very detailed. Such that if you do it on this kind of a budget, I don't think it's going to look really well and it's going to really kill it for a lot of the viewers out there. But they, f they managed to find uh, the, the guys, because this character was completely made out of CGI. And he actually didn't look that bad. Like, I don't think it was the true form, by any stretch of the imagination. But it was something close to it. Such that it, it was a weird middle ground that I can honestly say was... It was... Ooh, I'm struggling to find the words right now. It was accept it was it was acceptable. And a little more. And yeah, that was it was really it, honestly. 
nonetheless, between this episode and the trailer for the next, which I was able to see, I'm already starting to sweat, I'd say us viewers are in for an interesting pickle around these unnaturally, supernaturally, partially, I don't know where I'm going with this, yeah. But alas, my friends, we have reached the end of this book, or mini-review. For once, the quick slice is indeed a quick slice. I was not lying. So, if you guys have any comments, or concerns, or just general feedback in general, too many generals, you can look us up on Instagram, at all under, all under case, pop culture underscore podcast. Again, for Instagram, that's at pop culture underscore podcast. On Twitter, by at pop culture underscore pod C. That's at pop culture underscore pod C. And our Facebook page if you still feel inclined to use Facebook, because I don't. You can find us on practically any streaming platform that houses podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. And it's been fun, guys. This is Metatron, signing off on Angel Radio, bidding thee adieu.